Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Brent. With me is my friend Megan. Hello. We are back from break, everybody. It was a fantastic two-week break. Uh, we had Christmas. We had New Year's. Megan, how was your Christmas and your New Year's? They were both great. What was the best gift that you received, oh. and what was the best gift that you gave? Oh, man. I, I like, received one gift. Okay. Well, that <laughs> makes it the best. My brother got there me. There is a correct answer to this question, by the way. <laughs> my brother got me in Secret Santa, and he got me a game called uh, Wingspan. Okay. And I have a card game, board game, board game. Okay. Um, it has of lots of pieces. I love it's, it already. Yeah. <laughs> it's very beautifully. Very complex. Yeah, it looks very complex. It's yeah. very beautifully illustrated. I haven't read the rule book yet. Like I haven't d- dived into like how you actually play it. Yeah. But I did think, doesn't he know I live alone? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Must have four people to play this game. But it says, it does say players one through five. Yeah. Like, so apparently I could play it so by myself. So a lot of these strategy ones have it where you can play it and collect points and you have to like beat your old score. Okay, yeah. So yeah, but that's, it's still not as fun. Yeah, no, no. Anyway, yeah. so next time we have a game night, I'll bring it. Uh, I'm in. That's great. <laughs> I can't wait. And then my mom gave me a check. So I guess maybe that was the best. That's a I good, don't know. <laughs> there's still, there's still, there's still something oh, else. Oh, oh, yeah. Brent gave me a really awesome gift. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Brent and Kylie. Oh, stop. Don't even bring it up. Don't even <laughs> stop. Kylie. I actually was really excited I when I opened it. Um, he got me a gift card. Who are you going to take? I don't know. You? <laughs> like, I was like, God, that was what I was hoping for. <laughs> Just like, kidding. I did at one point think. I think this is like a self-serving present right here. Well, we got talking about escape rooms. (laughs) I mentioned it as a staff. Hey, it'd be fun to go as a staff. And then Lauren (laughs) shot me down quickly, and Andrew was like totally not interested. And I was like, okay, not a great staff thing. And then when you said, oh, I love that kind of idea, I was like, bingo, bingo, bongo. That's it. So anyways. Yeah. uh, Uh, Brent Eastlake, I don't know who. I buried the lead. Yeah. Got uh, me a gift card to the escape room. Yep. To escape rooms. It was pretty, it was was exciting. I forgot about it because it wasn't on Christmas. What was the best gift you gave? Oh, man. Um, Oh, I gave my mom a cool cookbook. It's like a, it's kind of like a a collection of essays slash cookbook, which my mom really likes. Is it Tucci? Stanley Tucci? No, it's called um, Why We Cook. It's like all women and it's about like, um, like cooking and that culture and how that works with being a woman and like all this other stuff. But cool. yeah, she really likes reading. Is that one she wanted or did you? No, find it I just found it and I was like, oh, I think she'd really like this because nice. she likes to read those kinds of things. And so, um, and she loves. I don't know. She just kind of like feminism through feeding people, yeah. kind of a vibe to it. Yeah. And that's my mom a little bit. So I'll feed you, and then you will love me, and you will need me to be around. <laughs> well, no, I was telling. I, I was also. I was telling Kylie about it, but also like the. Oh, like it's okay to be like to fill the traditional gender roles, sure, and still be fighting for equality and fighting for. All these things oh, that you 100%. Fight for, right? Yeah. Kylie is in a huge position of power yeah. in her household because, uh, you know, I, I can't if I if she was around, I would I'd eat like toast and pop tarts and I don't know. In fact, one of the things that we talked about recently was me trying to say, all right, I'm gonna take back, I'm gonna do a little cooking of my own, not take it back, but like I want to be better at that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then it got down to it, and, and I like got the subscription to Times Cooking, you know, because I'm like, I'm going to have a recipe. I got to make it easy for me. You know what I mean? It was really cheap. It was on like a Black Friday sale. It doesn't matter. But 
Um, and uh, and had really good pictures, and it's okay. like I watch, I watch, and then I'm just salivating. And then Kylie's like, um, yeah, except like I like doing this, so yeah. like. <laughs> You're not like relieving. Like I'm. I, I didn't hear you say I'm gonna take one night a week, and and I I wasn't like, oh, good, thank you so much. I'll yeah. be able to. She's like, I enjoy doing this yeah. for myself. Can for you my take family. a different chore? Yeah. Can you? How about you do something else? How about yeah. you uh, wake up early and take care of the kids? I don't yeah. know something else. So, anyways, that's that's in flux right now because yeah, I still yeah, want to yeah, yeah. do stuff, but I also like want her her to feel like yeah and my mom really enjoys cooking too i mean like the grind of like feeding your family every night is not always enjoyable in and of itself but my mom does enjoy cooking that's something that brings her joy so this is not my say something interesting although i should save it Mm, because i'm always struggling with it but but kylie and i started watching stanley tucci's um searching for italy it's okay it's a documentary food documentary though he's traveling throughout italy Mm -hmm. all the different regions what are they really good at what are they known for Mm -hmm. and we we watch it at night though and i'm always like oh man i'm so hungry it's such a bad time (laughs) to watch this show but it's a really fantastic show that's cool and uh anyways it's gotten the cooking itch Mm -hmm. going again Mm -hmm. as long as that cooking itch is pasta and very rich you know (laughs) buttery cheese and all that kind of uh, yeah, stuff. I mean, if it's those why, things, why shouldn't and, you know, it be? <laughs> it's Italian, it works. Um, so, but uh, anyways, nice. good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, okay. So best gift yeah. I, uh, received, um, my wife bought me an Ember mug. Ooh. I, I forgot even to tell Lauren this. She was the one that first had the Ember yeah, mug, uh-huh. but it like keeps your coffee hot. Yeah. At, like a stable temperature. I know you can like get an app on your phone for yeah, it and, and everything. you can raise it and lower it based yeah. on the app on your phone, which you know, you never do, but you could if you wanted to, <laughs> but it really, it like senses when it has liquid in it and then heats it. And then when it does it. anyways, I really enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. really nice. I like it. Um, Best gift uh, that I gave, we bought our kids a turtle. I mentioned it in our yep, pre-service uh-huh. huddle. And uh, that's been kind of fun to see them uh, do that. And um, I bought my wife an Arsenal sweatshirt. Oh, nice. Which is kind of like my sports team, but <laughs> yeah. like it's still like she looks good in it. And so it's kind of like a gift for both of us. She loves it. She wore it like four days in a row. Uh- <laughs> um, so it's all good. It's like all, all of the things. And uh, was there any gift that you didn't get that you just bought for yourself? Well, yeah. So my friend's misgiving, yeah. like we did White Elephant and I 100% bought the gift for me and I took it. What was it? So I got, it was like a fuzzy blanket and then <laughs> there's like toilet bowl light. So I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm, I am going to need a little help here with this because you obviously are somewhat shamed. <laughs> There's a little bit of shame creeping in. Okay, we so, just talked about feminine and feminism <laughs> and being strong, and now we're talking about toilet lights. So Continue. my there are it's like an as seen on TV thing, but there's like uh it's like a light that you hang over the bowl of the toilet, like under the seat, and then there's like a sensor on the outside. It's like a rave when you're pooping. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> there's a sensor on the outside that when it. When it's dark out and it detects motion, it turns the light on in the bowl. So you can see your so you feces can, in no. the toilet? So, like, when you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, yeah. you don't have to turn on oh the light. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is why it doesn't have anything to do with pooping. <laughs> and this is why it's important for me because 
<laughs> I have an irrational fear of like something crawling up out of the toilet while I'm going to the bathroom. Oh man, I used to have that fear, <laughs> except for it was in the shower. I never step on drains because of that. Yeah, and so I have to look in the toilet bowl before I go to the bathroom. Like I can't. I've tried to not turn the light on because yeah. right, it's better for your brain or whatever. Totally. To stay All in those the dark. toilet snakes are screwed for you. Huh? <laughs> and so I. <laughs> I've tried to not, but I have to look in the toilet. I like can't go to the bathroom unless I look. And so, so you saw that, thought this would be a good <laughs> gift for somebody, and then thought to yourself, I'm just going to tuck this under my seat and keep it. Is that what you did? No, I saw it and I thought, oh, this is funny. That'd be a funny thing. And then I was like, I actually really want it. Now, have you installed it? <laughs> yes, it, I have. It's, 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 in, it's in working I, order. <laughs> yes, I have a video of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Must see television. Why is this not a video podcast? This is a horrible thing to show on a podcast. But oh, sorry, I went in the wrong app. Um, it's like you can set it so that it um, changes I'm, colors, I'm or to you can this for you, or you can set it so that it stays. Okay. Is it oh, playing? Yeah, but it's like changing. Colors. Yeah, it changes colors, or you can like set it on just one color. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this looks like my hot tub. Like the like that's like the colors and the shifting. It does. It goes from now it's green and back to like a white, well, blue. Yeah. There Ooh, also is a cat that shows up at some point in the video. The I don't know. If yeah, you... the cat's like, oh, this is where I go. <laughs> the cat's like, what kind of a party am I missing here? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so that's that my toilet bowl light. That, I bought that for myself for Christmas. Wow. Like the real adult I am. Yeah. <laughs> Such an adult. I, uh, I put – um, out there because I had, you know, sister, we do Secret Santa too, but it's two people in our family is what we, we get anyways. And I sent this, um, at Costco, they had a Lord of the Rings, uh, like one book, but it had all three of the Lord of the Rings books. And it was like an illustrated by Tolkien sort of, oh, cool. it was in, you know, all wrapped up kind of an expensive, more expensive than for a book than you usually would, would pay for it. Um, but it was, it's awesome. It was so awesome and nobody got it for me. So like two days after Christmas, I just went to Costco and bought it for myself. <laughs> it's fine. Like I don't care. That's great. Um, uh. And uh, but it's now it's I've got this predicament, this paradox because it's so nice. I don't want to read it, but I do want to read it because yeah, uh, you know it's been a while mm-hmm. since I've read through those, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I don't want to ruin this this awesome. You could read thing. it with like those gloves that people wear when yeah. they are like seeing yeah. old papers or whatever. Yeah, when they're auctioning off art. Yeah, or, like yeah, or when they like are looking at ancient documents, like mm-hmm. on who do you think you are, yeah. or those like ancestry shows. That's probably what I'll do. I'll spend twenty more dollars <laughs> on gloves. <laughs> Maybe not. Hey, we were back. Um, it, you know, we usually take this break in between Christmas and New Year's uh, for a Sunday, and it usually feels like a break. This one didn't really feel like a break because it was only like one extra day. Um, but you know, it was good to get back in the swing of things, and people showed up at church on Sunday, which is always good. Yep. So thank you for those of you who came out on the second and made this thing work. Um, it was kind of pre-weather, so the weather wasn't too bad. It is a little bit bad today. In fact, mm-hmm. did you go to bed last night thinking, like, hoping and praying? I that went there was to be bed a last delay? night praying. Yeah. It was going to snow. You and my kids. And it did all of the snowing that it should have done last night yeah. at 8 o'clock this morning. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. When we were after, already at school. After the bus came and picked my kids <laughs> yeah. up, 10 minutes later, it was a sheet of white. Yep. On and my I, way into yeah. the office, it was like the highways were awful. It yeah. was really, really bad. Um, and I haven't really been outside since, so I have yeah. no idea if the, it's, it's worse. It's not. Um, and then it rained a little bit. Okay. Yeah, from like Which is not a great noon combo. to 1. Yeah. Um, right now the roads are just kind of slushy and yeah. 
Oh, it's not great. Though. I could I could tell it was not what we wanted or what they we what they wanted. Yeah. Because at like I don't know five thirty or six this morning, all I heard was Grayson come out and go, "No!" <laughs> it had not snowed. It was just cold. Yep. It was you know like we're definitely going to school today. Um, all of those uh, things. I know. We might get a two-hour delay tomorrow, though, depending on what happens overnight. Yeah, we'll so. see. And we'll if see. they can clear it kind of the dumped there for a little bit. But we, uh, so we kicked off a new series on Sunday, too. Mm-hmm. We, we started a, a series called Imagine That, um, and we talked about how – you know, you can get through predicaments in life and day of the, in Psalm 27, it's described as a day of trouble or season of trouble. Um, and a prayer that goes up from David in those, in those moments talking about, you know, what do I, what do I rely on? What's my goal? What do I want out of this thing? How do I see a future in this? Help me to see a future in circumstances where I have a hard time imagining what the, what the outcome might look like. And that's kind of the point of the imagine, uh, this piece, uh, and then he goes into, in verse 4, really the kind of climactic point and end point of, of this is him saying, there's one thing that I really, really want that I want you know, everything to kind of center around, to dwell in the house of the Lord, to gaze on his beauty, and to inquire uh, about him or ask or seek his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's going to be the, the next couple of weeks as we kind of dive into this. We talked about what it meant to dwell, and we talked about the power of presence and, you know, being with somebody and, you know, not even necessarily having the right words to say or checking off boxes, but just like the presence alone is such a powerful piece uh, on it. And are we willing to kind of do that? And are we willing to allow feelings to kind of precede understanding sometimes and clarity of thought um, and the emotions sort of involved in that? Um, and uh, so that was kind of the, the the kickoff for that thing. Anything stand out to you in particular? Um, I think I, I was pretty struck by just the idea of dwelling in general. I think that's pretty countercultural right now. I don't think there, I don't think we dwell. I don't think we let, um, I don't think we let ourselves sit in anything in for any length of time, good or bad. Um, and so I think, but I think that's really damaging in for like both things. Like it's good to sit in, your bad things. It's good to sit in the good things, like, like exist with that, exist with those thoughts. Um, so that was like, that was something I was thinking about was, um, like that, just that idea of dwelling is not something that we do, particularly as Americans with our like fancy phones and our like instant age of distraction. Age of distraction. And, um, and I think you need to like, in order to do that well, you need to invite space to be able to dwell. So like intentionally create quiet space, quiet time where you aren't being bombarded with thing after thing, after thing, after thing, and, um, you know, live in yourself and allow yourself to be open to hearing the presence of God. Like, I, like when you, if you think about it, like, how do you know someone really well? Well, you spend a lot of time with them. Right. And, um, you, the people you know the best are the people that you spend the most time with and the people that you dwell with the most. Um, and so if we are to know God and to be able to imagine the life that God wants for us and the life that he has planned and the possibilities that are out there, we need to exist with him and we need to be able to like give space to, you know, understand and hear and be part of that conversation. So, yeah. Yeah, the idea behind the series was sparked by a book that my wife had picked up a while back, and I was I saw it on her bookshelf, and she was reading it and said, "There's some really good stuff in this thing." By a guy named Kurt Thompson, and it's called "The Soul 
uh, of desire. He also wrote the book a Soul of Shame, which in, informed uh, a shame series that we did probably like two years ago, maybe mm-hmm. three years ago, something like that. I remember reading that as part of the research, really liking it, really liking him as an author. He's like a psychologist who's also comes at it from like a Christian angle, and so he incorporates some of this stuff. It is very um, like like uh, scientific. Like the book is not cut and dry, simple like four steps to this. It's very like, hey, your brain functions in this way. Yeah, you have yeah. you know meta blah 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 so that send uh, oxytocins. <laughs> Blah, 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 in here. And you're like, okay, well, you know, whatever. I'm trying to read this before bed. This is not a great read. It's not a great read before bed. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it just makes you more tired. Uh, yeah. But uh, in it, he talks about this idea of dwelling and and, and talks about this verse. And, and in, that, in that piece on dwelling, he says, the unfortunate thing about uh, Americans a lot of time is that we do not dwell we we do not find ourselves dwelling in the places that we sometimes live right Mm -hmm. and so we we live either at home or in a marriage or in a relationship or in ourselves or in our career or whatever and we just don't even know how to dwell there Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and it's a struggle it's it's a it's a it's not something that comes easily Uh, we have to fight for that kind of stuff and but it's really healthy to be able to do it and to um get there so i need to be better at that i know that well and like i think the part of American mythology, right. Is like always seeking a dream, always like striving for the next thing, the next best thing. But when we do that to the detriment of not like not existing in where we are now, like not saying you shouldn't have dreams or shouldn't have aspirations or shouldn't like seek, you know, moving forward or doing things, but like you also need to exist and be okay with and accept and live in where you are now in your life. Like what is my life now where and how can I find happiness and acceptance and joy in this life that I have right now, regardless of what happens in the future. And I think that part, like bringing that back into like God, like he's asking us to do that too. Right. Like I have plans for you, but we need to also be okay with where we are. Yep. And like, you need to be with me here now. Yep. And one of the things that uh, was, I mentioned on Sunday is the having people come alongside and imagine it for it. Like as we are reading this Psalm, the point that I want to make is that he's not preaching at it. He's doing this kind of for us, with us, for himself, but we get to kind of peek over the shoulder and be a beneficiary of it. And in the same way, um, how much better would sometimes our, uh, not counseling be, but like how much more would you rather be the type of friend who is called and your friend says to you, help me imagine a better future Mm because I just can't see it for myself as opposed to come over and let me vomit all over you. And let me talk badly about all these people in my life that are doing these things. And and that's fine. Sometimes you need that too, but like a step in a healthier step in the right direction is I'm having some real struggles seeing the good in this. Mm -hmm. Could you help me see the good in this? Cause I can't Mm -hmm. cause I'm, I'm too close to it. Right. And I'm too, I'm, I'm too invested and your friendship right now the way that you can contribute best to this friendship is helping me, you know, lift my eyes a little bit Mm -hmm. higher than Mm -hmm. what I'm currently seeing. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I think that's what the psalmist is asking God to do, right? Like I am so bogged down in the troubles of this moment and I need you to help me see. Yeah. I need you to give me like vision into a, not even the far future, just just a little bit into the future. Which is not typically what we do. We say, come over, let me vent. Right. And, my life sucks. Am I right? Am I right? And then what we expect from them is to be like, you're right, you know? And we just like nod our heads. And then we say, let's go to lunch or let's, <laughs> or I have to go, right? Something else yeah. has come up mm-hmm. now. Uh, and 
it's it's a semi-productive use of our time, but a far more more productive at some point to get to a healthy next step beyond that would be help me see that yeah. something different. I think so. if you're trying to be that friend, the the question is, would you like help? Like, would you like help finding solutions? Yeah. How would you like to do some like brainstorming about things right. or? Or did you just need to vent and then we'll leave it at that and yeah. you can do that and, later, and right? Listen, like <laughs> sometimes the venting is the yeah, thing. That's yeah. true too. That can be as well. I don't need your advice right now. I just need you to hear me and be like, yeah. great. When you're ready, yeah. <laughs> I'm also here to help imagine yeah. something beautiful yep. for you. Yep. So for sure. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm excited for the series. It's gonna be fun. Um, I hate to cut that short, but we do have to yeah. We have to get moving a little bit on, on a few things. So for exterior reasons outside of this, let's talk about our something interesting. Let's do it. So we transition to this spot in the podcast where we talk about something that we've found interesting. We've watched it. We've read it. We've done something to experience it. Uh, Megan, you're first today. Yeah, I, I watched a cool Amazon Prime movie over my little break called Being the Ricardos. Have you heard of it? Uh, heard of it. Okay. But have not watched it. So it stars Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem, um, and they play Lucille Ball yeah. and Desi – I just blinked on his actual last name. Yeah. Um, Desi R – starts with an A. Um, anyway, Lucille Ball's husband, who played Lucy and Ricky Ricardo on the I Love Lucy show. And it is really cool. It's about – it's like a really – it's kind of a different um, – format of a movie and so they take like one week of production so from like a monday to a friday that's like the timeline of the story and um and it this the week is this week where so apparently lucille ball um in her young days um considered herself a communist before it was like before when communism was about like workers rights and um like you know that kind of stuff in the early 30s and all of that because her grandfather was a blue collar and did all these things and he helped raise her and so when all of the um like blacklisting came down in the early 60s um she went to congress and had to go to a hearing and like explain this whole thing and they found her fine they were like it's fine there's no like you're you can still do, keep doing things we won't put you on a blacklist it's fine and, but then one Sunday night, a like radio host at the very end of his broadcast mentioned something about it. Um, and so the whole week is, is this story going to get picked up? Like, are we, is this over? Like, is Lucy going to, is Lucille Ball going to get blacklisted? Because if she does, the whole show is done. It's like, this is over. Yeah, you can't do I Love Lucy no. without Lucy, right? And Lucille Ball, like, was like a cre like, had a lot of creative control over the show and was the, like, she was the show. Um, and so it's this story of that coupled with her and Desi are having, like, marital issues. She thinks he's cheating on her, which turns out he is. Spoilers. <laughs> um, and, like, all, so there's all these things. And so it's, like, it goes through the whole week but it also like flashes back to how they met and then it flashes forward like a documentary and they're interviewing actors who are pretending to be the writers, but like 30 years into the future talking about this week. Um, so it's, it's really cool. I was like, wow, this is like different. Like, yeah. if, I don't know. You don't always watch movies that are different anymore. Like, I don't know the formula. There's a lot of formula in movies, and so you're like, oh, okay, I know what this is. But yeah. it was different enough that it caught my attention, and like I paid attention, and I really watched it. Is it Netflix? Hulu? It's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay, mm -hmm. got it. Yep. Cool. So 
at being the Ricardos. Did you ever watch I Love Lucy growing up? Only like reruns. Yeah, it was like super before. Like, yeah, it was before. Yeah. Yeah. And even like the reruns, because I watched a lot of Gilligan's Island reruns. Like I wasn't there for MASH. Mm-hmm. I was there for MASH reruns. I've watched all of MASH. But Lucille Ball, either, I Love Lucy was even just before that yeah. for mm-hmm. me, where I knew what it was, but I we didn't watch it. I've all. watched probably like maybe 10 episodes in yeah. reruns. Like I'll watch it if I find it and it's on. I'll like stay on that channel and watch yeah. it. But yeah. All right, uh, good. That's great. Uh, Mine has to do with a uh, book that uh, I picked up as a recommendation from an author guy that I like listening to and uh, watching. Um, And uh, watching, hearing, sorry, my phone is ringing as I was doing it. It's dash distracted. (laughs) Um, It's called The Windward Shore. It's basically, uh, the subtitle is A Winter on the Great Lakes. It's a memoir of a guy who spent, um, you know, uh, a winter season uh, on the shores of the Great Lakes, Um, much like a Walden... uh, by Thoreau, Henry David Thoreau, sort of here's nature, here's all the beautiful things that are, are about it. I'm really only a couple of ways into the uh, the piece of it, um, but uh, it's been really fantastic, and he's a fantastic writer, and it's, you know, if you're into, like, nature and, and the reading things, highly recommend it. I'm not too familiar with Great Lakes area. Like, area. I was born in uh, Chicago. Yeah, but, uh, see, we have a – in the Pastors Network mm-hmm. that I mentioned on Sunday, several of them are in that general area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when I mocked them at the beginning of Second Service, um, this is this is their home – this is their turf, man. Like, literally, Dave <laughs> Nelson is the pastor of Great Lakes Church. Yep. I mean, it's in Kenosha, Wisconsin, <laughs> on, on the shores of, of – of, of, I think it's Lake Superior. Anyways. Uh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which brings it to me to this. Can you name the five Great Lakes? Oh, quick um, test. Michigan, Superior, Erie. Mm-hmm. Um, nope, I can't. Huron. Hey, oh yeah. And Ontario. Ontario. Yeah. Uh, so those are. The I five. got three out of five. That's yeah, you did like, great. Uh, Better than passing, me. I think right? I would have gotten. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I would have gotten Ontario. Okay. I, I, I just. I think I forget that Huron. I think I remembered only because there's a band called oh, yeah, Lord uh-huh. Huron. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, and I don't know if that's because of the lake, but I just remember that's a weird. Mm-hmm. That's a weird name enough to stick with you. But um, so he's he's got a cabin on Lake Superior and he begins talking about some of the data involved in it that I just thought was fascinating. Um, he said that early cartographers called it Lake Superior, not because it's the biggest of the five, although it is uh, because it was a, uh, it was located more, most Northern. Mm-hmm. And so it was at the top of the map. So Superior. In terms uh, okay. Of, this is the first one you meet like, coming down. Okay. Got so it. then they're making maps. That was the first one. Uh, 350 miles long and 160 miles wide. The lake exceeds all of the earth's uh, freshwater lakes and surface yep. area. Yep. Can you believe that? The Great Lakes are huge. Huge. Yeah. They hold- All of the Earth's freshwater lakes? It's got more surface area than all of them mm-hmm. combined? What are you talking about? That's crazy. <laughs> At 300, or sorry, 31,699 square miles, it's almost as big as Maine, and it's bigger than Scotland in yeah. terms of landmass. And it's got a maximum depth of 1,333 feet, an average of 500 feet, containing 2,935 cubic miles of water, as much as the other four lakes combined, mm-hmm. and about 10% of unfrozen fresh water on the surface of the planet is yeah. found in one freaking Yeah, well, lake. we don't have like- 10% fresh, of the world. Freshwater is not, there's not a lot of fresh water on the planet. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, that's just wild to me to think yeah. about, but- um, one of the funny things about it is uh, they said, basically, he starts off this whole thing was with, is any place in North America as poorly understood as the Great Lakes? And then he begins to go, like, <laughs> people don't even, people think, 
you could look like across and see the other side of the Great Lakes. He's like, they have no idea. Yeah. Like how big <laughs> we're talking about. What are That's you talking like about? That's like when people on the East Coast ask about what, like they have yeah. no concept of how big the states in the West on the West Coast are. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, no, it takes me three hours to get across my state. Totally. Like- <laughs> yeah. It's super rainy there, huh? No, yeah. no, God, no, doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so they said, is anything more understood? There was a, uh, uh, a few years ago, the editors of a Utah based magazine for elementary school students decided to do a profile on the Great Lakes. Their research directed them to a website devoted to whale watching in Lake Michigan, an activity so compelling. They decided to make it the subject of a feature that they titled there she blows. <laughs> Here's what they wrote. Every spring, the freshwater whales and freshwater dolphins being, uh, begin their 1300 mile migration from Hudson Bay to the warmer waters of Lake Michigan. Finally, free of salt residue, they can swim 40% faster than in the ocean. Local residents welcome the returning migrants as they have since the Navajo first settled the shores many centuries ago. And this teacher is reading in her class who lives on Lake Michigan, reading Mm -hmm. this to her students, goes, there's no whales in Lake Michigan. (laughs) She calls the company. They stand by the article at first and then eventually issue a reply and a redaction in a future issue saying (laughs) – we at Studies Weekly want this to be a lesson to you as well. Not all websites are true, and you cannot always believe them. <laughs> <laughs> to the point they randomly Googled a yeah. whale-watching website on Lake Michigan <laughs> and put it in a magazine as I mean, if this I was like, could as possibly I was be true. <laughs> I was like, I mean, there are freshwater whales and dolphins, I, but in, I didn't know there were any in the Great Lakes. Going, <laughs> going up the Hudson River? Yeah. <laughs> Losing their salt residue and going 40% faster. Oh my gosh. But like, that's the kind of stuff you read and go, I don't know, man. They're crazy lakes, man. I don't know. Oh, it's so wild. Um, My Uh, wife is calling me trying to figure out if I'm going to make it back in time to take my daughter Uh to piano lessons. So I need to wrap this thing up. But it was a, it was great catching up with you, Megan. It was a fun two weeks, but it's good to be back in this thing. And uh, we uh, uh, would love to have you be a part of uh, Sunday morning. She's on right now. Uh, uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, in person or eight thirty uh, in person as well, but ten yep. o'clock online would be yep. would be great too as we continue our series. I'm so I'm so distracted. I'm so distracted right now. Um, and uh, I think yeah, that's it. That's it. All right, bye everyone. Bye Have everybody. A great week. <laughs>